Tyler Aki. Happy Bear Day to you as well, Jeff Miller. Thank you, my friend. Happy Bear Day to you, Kendra Smith. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Happy Bear Day to you. Happy Bear Day to you, Nick. Nikki, what's going on? Happy day to you, Jeff. Happy Bear Day to all the folks out there. We are your brand new home of Chicago Bears football right here on ESPN 1000. What a great partnership for the first time in the history of the Bears organization. They will be on an all-sports talk radio station, and we could not be more than happy to have them. It is a fabulous day, the first day of the brand new league year 2023, March 1st, and it is the first day of the rest of your Bears life right here on ESPN 1000. You know, the awesome thing, too, about this partnership, at least from a from a selfish standpoint, but I started listening to this station by mm-hmm. listening to football on the radio. Like, I told this story, too, back in uh, when we had our, our Bear party, the first Bear party that we had, the, I guess the last Bear party of 2022. But I started listening to this station Christmas Eve, can't sleep you know you're getting presents under the tree the next day and i would always listen to the hawaii bowl on this station and now i hope some kid is not going to be able to sleep and there's going to be a sunday night football game christmas eve and they're getting to listen to bears football right here on espn 1000 and never fear bears fans because don't worry jeff joniak and tom fair will be your voices of the chicago bears here on espn 1000 and we uh again could not be happier. What a great, great partnership. We are so looking forward to it. It's been an absolutely epic day here at ESPN 1000 in the ESPN Chicago offices. Uh, when I walked in to 190 North Street, 190 North State Street here today, it was pretty cool walking through the uh, balloon arches. Yes. Blue. If you're watching us on Twitch right now, you see we've got all the balloons in studio, the uh, navy and orange for the Chicago Bears. It looked like we were about to run out for a homecoming game or it something. Really did. Like no, that. you're absolutely right. We should have done that. I think we probably dropped the ball. We should have actually started the show with a little video. Maybe we can do that. You know what? Have they put it away? Nick, Kendra, you guys have Was been in, in the lobby. Have they put it away yet? Take a quick look, but I don't think they put it away yet. All, I right, think so. we, All right. Maybe during a break, we're, Tyler and I will run through the uh, arches of balloons right here at ESPN 1000 before we and uh, put it out there on Twitter for all the folks to see the pretty cool arch. I know it's Tracy Butler. Yes. tweeted out a photo of a bear day here at 190 North State Street. So again, fabulous day. If you'd like to join the conversation, 312-332-3776. I'm Jeff Meller, along with Tyler Aki. Black and Abdallah were on earlier today, so if you want to catch the podcast, it's there for you. But we started the, ga- the day in fabulous fashion this morning. Ryan Poles joined Cap and Jay Hood, and it was a really great interview. Anything stand out to you? We're going to play some clips throughout the show, obviously, because there was lots of good stuff to break down, and we will be talking lots of bears for you tonight. But was there anything in particular that stood out to you when you heard Ryan Poles join Cap and Jay Hood earlier today? I thought it was a really good job by Hoodie and Cap out there. One of the things that maybe is a little under the radar because it feels more minutiae, but... Him talking about Braxton Jones being complimentary. Also, it seems like he's open to, to swinging him over to the right side as well. And then just the, the confidence it seems like that he still has in Justin Fields to be the quarterback of the future here. And it seems like he's very measured with everything that he's doing, whether it's going to be how he goes about free agency, how he goes about the draft, everything it feels like has a purpose and an intention and nothing feels like it's going to be a sort of like spending money to spend money, right? Yeah. Or or picking a player just because that's the flashy 
big name, right? Sure. I think he's going to do the full process and evaluation of every single thing. Leave no stone unturned. That's my general takeaway from what I've seen out of Ryan Poles as a general manager so far. He's going out. He's, I mean, even his draft strategy last year. Remember the story that came out right after the draft? It, it may have been in his uh, post-draft press conference mm-hmm. where he talked about, all right, last day, I'm just going to get as many seventh-round picks as I can. And every scout, you're going to come up to the board and give me a name of a guy you think, and we're going to take a chance on him. It's the seventh round. Yep. You might as well take a chance on these guys, whether it's the seventh round, undrafted free agency, and hopefully you find something. And who knows? You may have found something last year in the undrafted free agency market with Jack Sanborn. Yeah, no, he's definitely one of the few finds that you look at the roster right now and say, okay, that's something you can build on. I did think it was interesting. He mentioned he acknowledged they had to, quote, take it on the chin last season and that was in some ways by design Mm -hmm. because he knew that coming into the season the rebuild that they were going to have to undertake it wasn't going to be a quick fix and so or at least if done correctly right if you're a gm there is no quick fix because if you end up trying to patchwork it eventually that stuff's going to fall apart very quickly and so you want to try and build from the foundation up Ryan Poles recognized that when he took this job, and that's why he approached it in the fashion that he did last year. They got rid of all the big money on the roster that they knew wouldn't be you know, key players like Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn. They knew they weren't likely to be contributors going forward when this team was going to be a contender again. And so knowing that that was going to be the best approach, Ryan Poles said, you know what? Well, this season, it's going to be rough. And ultimately... They were fortunate because the Texans completely screwed the pooch yep. in the final game of the season and allowed the Bears to walk in and take the number one overall pick. And so now Ryan Poles is sitting at the center of the NFL universe. He addressed that with Cap and Jay Hood earlier this morning. As a front office person, this is this is kind of what you dream of in terms of opportunity and flexibility and you know to shape a roster starting from the ground floor with 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 picks, but also um, to be able to hit for agency. And, you know, last year was a little challenging just with the resources that we had to, had to um, work with. But at the same time, it really set the tone to be disciplined and do things the right way and going off of values that I've talked about over the, the past year. So um, I actually think this was set up properly. Um, obviously, we had to take it on the chin a little bit this year. Um, but to build off our foundation that we, we set this past year and the, the way the guys played, um, is a really good opportunity. I'm excited for it. I like that he acknowledged that that was the approach they took, and it does give me a little bit more confidence moving forward. And now I do think this year it's been said ad nauseum, Tyler, but it is truly the most important year in I can't remember. I don't know if the Bears have ever been set up in a position like this where they have so much in front of them, so many opportunities to get it right, but also to get it wrong. Absolutely. And He's staying true to himself, Ryan Poles here. Like, we saw it last year with the draft. Bears fans wanted offense in that second round. What did he do? He bolstered the secondary. Now, you look at the Bears' secondary, when you're yeah. talking about the the needs for this team heading into the offseason, if the Bears go out and, like, Jalen Ramsey's a name that's out there on the trade market right now, if the Bears go out and trade for Jalen Ramsey, you're going to maybe be scratching your head a little bit. Like, sure, it's a it's a big name, but... It seems I would like, be stunned. I would be too, yeah. Yeah. I, no, you're like, right, though, because everything you just laid out, they last year if, when if, everyone was calling for the second, the, right. the wide receiver in the second mm-hmm. round, Ryan Poles resisted. Right, and it feels like if the Bears made some big move at secondary, you would say, oh, that's not really a, a, 
in a, on a team that's got so many needs, that's not the area I would attack to go spend a lot of money or give up draft capital to go get. Mm-hmm. I would be doing that to, to bolster somewhere else on the roster right now. And maybe you're seeing some of that come to the forefront now as we enter this offseason where secondary, really not a big need for this Bears team when you look at the grand scheme of things. I think him staying true to himself in that regard, we'll see what happens with the Chase Claypool trade, if that ends up working out or not. But it feels like he's a guy who's going to stick to his guns for better or for worse. And we're going to find that out this offseason, certainly. Yeah, Chase Claypool, that trade obviously is something that you look at and say, boy, it didn't really look great at the end of the season, but... Now with a full off season, you give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and, and say, all right, this is your opportunity to go ahead and create some type of chemistry with Justin Fields, and then you can move forward. And I know the truth is the reason it stings, I think, more when you look at it is because where the second round pick ended right. up, right, yeah. is that it essentially is the last pick in the first round because the Dolphins have been stripped of their first round pick this year. So that's why it stings just a little bit more. And maybe, if anything, that's where you wonder about the thought process of trading a second round pick in a year where you knew you were likely probably going to finish in the top 10. That's where you wonder, OK, was that mm-hmm. sound? But if nothing else, you look at the, the free agent market and the wide receivers available, and you understand, and Ryan Poles has said this, he knew it was going to be a weak wide receiving core in this free agency, so that's why they tried to get out in front of it, and that's why they identified Chase Claypool as somebody who might help them along the lines here. And I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, and we'll see what happens. And the truth is, if it only ends up being a second-round pick, it will be costly, but as long as they don't compound it by giving him a big deal in addition to that, which I don't think is on the table at all at this point. No, and in an offseason where you'd imagine a couple guys get extensions, whether it's Jalen Johnson, whether it's someone like Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, I, I don't see Chase Claypool being a part of that crop, especially after what he delivered. Now, if he had went out and done really well last season, sure, he may enter that conversation as a guy you may want to lock up long term, but for right now, I think that we're just seeing the the Ryan Poles experience sort of play out, and I think you got to preach patience. I know that's tough to ask of Bears fans after the the season they just went through three and fourteen. It's tough to preach patience after having to sit through a seventeen game season like that. That was as bad as it was. That in the past off season you you shipped out Khalil Mack during the season you got rid of Roquan Smith and. And Robert Quinn as well. It's tough to preach patience to a fan base that has not won a whole heck of a lot lately. But I, I'm willing to ride this process out. This should be a building year. And then by, by 2024, you should be in the conversation to be a potential Super Bowl team. That's the voice of Tyler Aki. I'm Jeff Meller on your brand new home of Chicago Bears football. Let's bring in Eric, who's in Elmwood Park. Eric, you're on ESPN 1000. What's going on? Good evening, boys. I uh, just wanted to call and congratulate everybody for uh, getting the Chicago Bears and having it being able to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, that leads me to my, the reason I called. In November, I had tweeted at you, Jeff, because me and you go back and forth about fantasy, sure. Eric, uh, on uh, on Twitter. Um, and you completely ghosted me. I asked <laughs> you if, you know, if Joniak and Thayer were going to be the voice or if we were going to get two new guys, and I voiced that I wasn't really happy about it if we were getting two new guys. Um, and you completely ghosted me on it. And then <laughs> today I find out that you guys literally couldn't talk about exactly. it. Exactly. So 
now I'm not mad at you anymore. I, I, well, thanks, Eric. <laughs> thanks for being so understanding, man. I appreciate it. Sorry I did have to ghost you there for a little while, but that is the truth. We had one day to go ahead and talk up our brand new partnership when we reached an agreement back uh, in early November when we did the Dave and Buster show, had the major announcement. Carmen and Yerko unveiled it on their show at the uh, at, right at the noon hour. It was a pretty exciting day. But it was weird because, yes, that was the only time we could talk about it. And then after that, we had to be silent about it until today. And now moving forward, we can officially talk about the Bears being the ESP 1000 being the home of your Chicago Bears, Eric. Absolutely awesome, because I uh, I listen, you know, P1 going to the Waddle and Sylvie reference. Um, You know, I don't go anywhere else for my sports news or sports talk or anything. And to have the cast of guys that uh, are on the radio station be able to talk about it nonstop, you know, pre and post and all that jazz is absolutely awesome for a Bears fan. Uh, Also, Tyler, I'm becoming a really big fan of yours also, sir. Thank you very much, Eric. Appreciate it. Thanks for the love, Eric. We appreciate it, man. Yeah, we are absolutely pumped again. We cannot say it enough. You're going to hear it a lot today, and you're going to hear it a lot moving forward. ESPN 1000, your home of Chicago Bears football and White Sox baseball, too, don't forget. So yes. We're uh, pretty pumped. We've got baseball covered. We've got football covered. It is an excellent time to be somebody who is a member of the ESPN 1000 and Good Karma family. He's Tyler Aki. I'm Jeff Meller. We've got a huge, huge implication, though, happening, happening at the Draft Combine. It occurred earlier today when we got word about the one guy who could be the Bears' main draft target. We'll tell you about it next. Fields under pressure, takes off, picks up the first down across midfield, still going. Justin Fields inside the 20, down to the 10, and finally brought down at the Lions' eight-yard line. Get used to a whole lot of that right here on this radio station. Bears highlights because we are your Brand new home of Chicago Bears football starting today. I'm Jeff Meller along with Tyler Aki. Black and Abdallah were in earlier today as we've been local all day long. Cap and Jay Hood got things started from the draft combine as they kicked things off at 5 a.m. this morning. Again, with the major announcement, which we can officially start screaming from these radio waves. Hey, we're the home of your Chicago Bears here on ESPN 1000. And uh, Ryan Poles joined them. We're playing some of that for you all day long here. And uh, Black and Abdallah are on from 9 to 11. So if you want the usual Black and Abdallah tomfoolery, well, that's right there for you sitting sitting on the uh, ESPN Chicago app. So go grab it right now if you'd like that. But Meller and Aki up until 8 o'clock tonight. And one of the curveballs we did not essentially see coming, and Ryan Poles talked about being thrown curveballs mm-hmm. from time to time yesterday when he met the media. Right, yeah. And this is one of those curveballs that they're going to have to deal with. It is... The announcement that we got from the athens Clark Country Police Department earlier today when they put out the following statement regarding, of course, the death of uh, Georgia recruiting staffer Chandler LaCroix and the former player Georgia offensive lineman Devin Willick. They, this was the statement. As a result of the ongoing investigation into the January 15th, 2023 fatal crash that occurred, in the 900 block Barnett Shoals Road, the athens Clark Country Police Department has secured arrest warrants for Jalen Carter for reckless driving and racing. The investigation found that Chandler LaCroix, driver of the 2021 Ford Expedition, and Jalen Carter, driver of a 20, uh, 
is that 201 Jeep Trackhawk? Is that 20? Do they mean 2019? Maybe I believe it was 2019. Okay, yes. 2019 Jeep Trackhawk were operating their vehicles in a manner consistent shortly after leaving the downtown Athens area at about 2:30 a.m. The evidence demonstrated both vehicles switched between lanes, drove in the center turn lane, drove in opposite lanes of travel, overtook or their motorists, and drove at high rates of speed in an apparent attempt to outdistance each other. Evidence indicated that shortly before the crash, the expedition was traveling at about 104 miles per hour. The toxicology report indicated that LaCroix's blood alcohol concentration was .197 at the time of the crash. Investigators determined that the alcohol impairment, racing, reckless driving, and speed were significant contributing factors to the crash. Now, this was in regards to Jalen Carter, obviously, who was at the NFL Draft Combine, as far as we know, as late as last night. Um, he may have left late in the evening yesterday, or he may have actually left this morning. That uh, kind of irrelevant to this. But Jalen Carter did then release a statement earlier today after that report came out and said, quote, This morning I received a telephone call from the Athens, Georgia Police Department informing me that two misdemeanor warrants have been issued against me for reckless driving and racing. Numerous media reports also have circulated this morning containing inaccurate information concerning the tragic events of January 15, 2023. It is my intention to return to Athens to answer the misdemeanor charges against me and to make certain that the complete and accurate truth is presented. There is no question in my mind that when all the facts are known that I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. I think when you look at this from Jalen Carter's standpoint, Listen, there's nothing fortunate that comes out of a situation where two people are dead as a result of it. But Mm -hmm. if you're talking about Jalen Carter and how this relates to his draft stock, at least this is happening about a month and a half prior to the the NFL draft taking place. Because let's say this thing happened the the Wednesday before the, the first round of the first day of the draft. Mm -hmm. Then you're talking about real questions and you're talking about a guy whose draft stock certainly could slip I don't know what we're going to see in the final resolution of how this all turns out. But for for Jalen Carter, again, we don't know all the final details here, but he's got some time at least to to let this process play out for him. And, and, and he's mentioned ex- trying to exonerate himself right. with, mm-hmm. you know, whatever evidence he will try and bring to light. Now, again, this is, you know, it's horrible that obviously – the reckless driving did result in two fatalities, and you know, I, you know, we don't want to be trite by any means. We understand that, but of course, we're reflecting on how this impacts the Bears because that is right now the biggest. But we don't mm-hmm. want to by right. any means demean the uh, importance of two lives that were lost. So that goes without saying. But of course, Jalen Carter is by basically any draft expert you see. Regarded as the best player in this draft, mm-hmm. you know, um, maybe there's been some conversations about Will Anderson, and of course, the importance of the quarterback position has vaulted players like Bryce Young, right. um, Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson into the conversation. But by all accounts, Jalen Carter is the most talented player in this draft, and so this is what Ryan Poles and the Bears organization needs to work through right now: is Jalen Carter somebody? who is still draftable with this right now currently going on. And I'll also add the fact that he was ticketed in September of 2022 for going 89 miles per hour in a 45-mile-per-hour speed limit zone. 
So this is not the first occurrence where Jalen Carter has been essentially reckless driving. I think when you look at, is he draftable? I think he's still draftable. For the Bears. For the Bears, Because clearly he's Mm -hmm. going to be drafted. I think that goes without saying. Yeah, yeah. Unless something comes to light, and because it's just misdemeanors, Mm -hmm. you know, again, I I don't want to say just, but because right now he's only being charged with two misdemeanors, he's going to be drafted. But conversations have to be had. Because, like you said, this is a this is a second sort of occurrence here with this with Jalen Carter. And listen, you and I were both twenty twenty one once upon a time too. And it's funny we actually kind of had this conversation when uh, we did not like, less like, than what, a week ago. Yeah, I was going to say like a one or, one or two weeks ago about us just flooring it. Mm-hmm. And we look back in hindsight now. I mean, and that, this is interesting because you and I did not have this actual conversation on the air, right? But behind the scenes, behind the glass during a Waddle and Sylvie show, talking about just, I mean... The reckless stupidity of youth. Yeah, right? you're, you're in 18, some ways. 19, 20 years old, or maybe even younger than that, too. But you talked about your trip to, to Minnesota, Minnesota yep. the Mall of America. And I talked about how there's a stretch of, of road in, in Glenview where I grew up that it was unincorporated and everyone just kind of booked it down there to see how fast their cars could go. It was a yeah. runway for kids. And you look back on it and you just say to yourself, damn, how stupid was that? Absolutely. How stupid did you have to be to do something like that? Now, yes, we can we can point the finger and say, oh, you're a a 16, 17, 18 to 20 year old kid. But all that sort of goes out the window when you have this profile that Jalen Carter has and you talk about the maturity of him when you have the NIL money, when you have the this focus and, and this future set ahead of you to be potentially a, a top NFL draft prospect. The maturity has to speed up. That process yeah. speeds up significantly. It's one of the things why you look at someone like LeBron James and part of his greatness that I think gets lost yeah, is the uh, era that he's navigated through. He had to grow up quickly and he had to do so through the sh- social media era. And that to me I'm not saying it gets into the, the the conversation of who's the greatest of all time, but what he did is spectacular. The fact Absolutely. that the blemishes on and the maturity that he's shown as an athlete, where you walk anywhere and a phone pops out and a camera goes off, it, it is pretty insane to to see he's pretty much gone through that flawlessly. No, it's it's a great point. Um, I think too about Jalen Carter right now, and I ask, is he draftable for the Bears? And I think, too, in particular about Ryan Poles and how he has talked numerous times about how character is important, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To the, in the whole process of them trying to flesh out exactly who they're going to hone in on, they've mentioned multiple times now character being critical to the evaluation process. And I'm not saying that Jalen Carter is a bad character guy. I know Todd McShay has called into question his character prior to this report coming out this morning. I do wonder, though, when you're talking so freely about how important character is to you as an as an organization, is it okay to make such a huge investment in a player who, no matter what he does, is going to have questions about his character after he's drafted? I'm sorry. I'm not putting... I'm not trying to cast any aspersions at Jalen Carter. I'm just pointing out that he's all, the only way he's going to able, be able to prove that he is not a bad c- character player is by moving forward with time and showing that he doesn't have 
any of these transgressions going forward, right? I think you got to do your the entirety of the research here if you're Ryan Poles because listen, they're heading into this draft process. Like there were even before the story that came out, you mentioned there were already questions of his character. Mm-hmm. There were questions of his motor and stuff like that. Like all of this was a prerequisite to what we saw ultimately come out today. But in the process as well, I saw a story, uh, I can't remember if it was yesterday or maybe it had come out a couple days ago, but there was a a walk-on, or it wasn't even a walk-on that brought it up. It was a a player who uh, was teammates with Jalen Carter at Georgia. And he says all this stuff about Jalen Carter's character. Nolan Smith? It may have been Nolan Smith, yeah. It said it's all BS. Mm -hmm. That there there was a walk-on and scout team offensive lineman who used to get his ass kicked by Jalen Carter in practice every single day. And one of the things about being a walk-on is you don't get the same luxuries as scholarship players, whether it's meal plans, whether it, whatever. Like, yeah. you're treated differently, sure. right? E- even it goes down to how much you're paying to go to school, right? Mm-hmm. Scholarship, nothing. Walk-ons, you got to pay still. And they were treated differently. So what Jalen Carter would do is he would pay for all of this kid's meals just because he had the NIL money to do it. He had the added budget for his, his meal plan as a perk of being a full scholarship athlete. That shows character there too, sure, right? It's mm-hmm. a different side of character, but you have to gather all the facts. See who, what the true character of this kid is. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, I don't honestly think we... I'd be surprised, I guess, if we get any grand conclusion before the NFL draft. Now, there might be a little bit of clarity I suppose there's a possibility that Jalen Carter could have some representation, some legal representation. There could be, you know, he could plead out to some type of misdemeanor where he does some community service. And there, I believe, a thousand dollar fine was um, was was the max right. what I saw with the potential of one year of jail time. I would be surprised at all. I don't envision he'll do he'll serve any jail time. But again, it does. The biggest factor for the Bears is sitting at one. With all the conversations surrounding trading down and potentially getting lots of lucrative draft picks back, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people's top scenario was the Bears trading with the Colts and then drafting Jalen Carter at four. Is that something that's still a possibility? 312-332-3776 if you'd like to discuss that or anything else Bears-related on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah are back. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Melaranaki, all loco, all day long today as we officially became today your home of Chicago Bears football on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Black and Abdallah were on earlier today, so you can check out their podcast on that ESPN Chicago app if you'd like it. I was looking up at the screen, and I thought, Tyler, we were going to get a little bit lucky because the New York Rangers are playing the Philadelphia Flyers today, and I was hoping we would be able to see Patrick Kane's debut. He will not debut tonight. He'll no. debut tomorrow night. I did see, though, mm-hmm. one of Stevenson High School's own, Jalen Brunson. He is playing in the Garden tonight. 
He was rocking the the Caner eighty eight uh, Rangers jersey. So nice, nice. He, he, I mean, I'm the same age as him, mm-hmm. so we grew up during that awesome time of Blackhawks hockey, where I think it really molded a lot yeah. of people into becoming hockey fans. So kind of cool, I'm sure, for him that he now plays in the same building as him every single night watching a guy, a guy who I'm sure he had a lot of great memories. I bet he yeah. went to a parade or two as well. Yeah, I would think so. That's pretty, that is, I hadn't even thought about that. But yeah, growing up in this city at that time, it makes sense that Jalen Brunson would be rocking the Patrick Kane uni tonight on his way in as the uh, Knicks get set to play tonight as well. 312-332-3776. We're taking your calls tonight. Again, we're discussing Jalen Carter. The uh, arrest warrant has been issued for him for reckless driving, again, um, and racing charges, both of which are misdemeanors. And he has issued a statement. He is heading back to Georgia and um, apparently is going to turn himself in and uh, get this processed. And he's hopeful that uh, he has said he will be exonerated, fully exonerated when all the facts come out. So we will be keeping apprised of this story very closely because, again, I think a lot of people had Jalen Carter as their top target for the Bears because he is, by most accounts, the top player in the NFL draft right now. If not him, you know, he's right there neck and neck with Will Anderson, who is an edge player. But the three technique, so important in Matt Eberflus' defense. So a lot of people assume that the Bears would trade back and ideally draft Jalen Carter. Or, I know this is not what Bears fans want to hear, but if for some somehow some reason... They couldn't move the pick. Jalen Carter would be the likely top pick as well. Right. So lots of scenarios there where Jalen Carter would end up with the Bears. Is that still on the table for you, Bears fans? What do you think of what you've heard so far today? Let's try Matt, who's in Streamwood. Matt, you're on with Miller and Aki. What's going on? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my phone call. Miller and Aki, I want to ask you regarding the Bears situation and, with, and when they had through free agency and draft picks, like back in when Jerry Angelo drafted Tank Johnson, and and then when uh, Ryan Pace got Ray McDonald and the Sam Hurd situation from before, that Virginia and George will kind of limit Ryan and what he picks and say, we will not have a bad character person on our team. So no matter where they go back, if they go back to four or whatever, mm-hmm. that they just don't pick, they just don't take Carter because it's an ultimatum from the organization that we will not suffer another black guy in this organization. And what worries me, guys, is that is that the Detroit Lions are right there at six, and we'll take Carter, and they don't have to move up anything and take Carter. Listen, Matt, it's a fair question, and it's on the table. Because I don't know if you remember the Ray McDonald situation, but they had signed him without really doing their due diligence, not realizing he had a domestic violence, uh, I don't know it was an arrest in his history, and ultimately he didn't play a down for the Bears. They ended up releasing him, but not until after they had already signed him to a deal. And so that was a very, you know, that was just a a bad look for the Bears organization. And so I think it's a fair question, Matt. We don't know exactly the inner workings. And again, it's misdemeanors. So it's a little, you know, it's a little bit different. And again, he's, he's Jalen Carter is young. And so I think a lot will go into how he approaches this, right? What kind of interviews did he do with Ryan Poles? The more I think about it, like Jalen Carter is either going to be drafted fourth overall or not drafted. Like I don't see any sort of situation. Like something would have to go really wrong, and I think if it went wrong enough, he would become undrafted. Whereas, like, or teams are just going to look at it and say he's a top four guy, and the Bears could be in that conversation. Yeah, like see, I don't know if he's gonna. I don't I, know if there, maybe he gets to like I'll, six say, or something. I'll, I'll, disagree, but like, I'll disagree with that, and I think that's Matt's Matt's fear mm-hmm. and concern, right? right. Mm-hmm. Is that I do think it's possible 
that Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus and Kevin Warren, everybody in the discussion says, you know what? It's he's the most talented player, but especially if you're picking four, right? Like it depends on who's still on the board at that point. If we see a situation where all of a sudden the Bears trade back and they're whatever, let's say they end up trading with the Colts, right? And they're sitting at four Mm -hmm. and other teams come up to get quarterbacks and it's a decision between Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. It's very possible that Will Anderson, because he's on a a similar tier to Jalen Carter, it's very possible you just say, if you're the Bears, you know what? It's not worth the headache. Mm-hmm. We know that Will Anderson, who actually was, if you saw any of his uh, media presentation earlier today at the draft yeah. combine, he was uh, just a, a pleasure. He was talking about how he watched Khalil Mack, mm-hmm. loved you know growing up watching him, kind of modeled his game after him. So I think it's possible that Jalen Carter falls somewhere into the you know five to ten range. I don't think though he's we're at a point where he doesn't get drafted. No. I, that, that would be shocking. Uh, no, and I'm with you. That's why I like. I think it's going to be he, he's not going to drop out of the top precipitously. Yeah. I, I I can't see some giant drop out of him. Yeah, I wouldn't think I, that would be the case. Yeah, and if something were to happen significant enough where he gets implicated in something that we don't know about at this point, which again we don't know, so. I think if something were to happen to that degree, then he's probably not getting drafted. Like, yeah. He may just take another year and, and try to run it back next year. Yeah, we're, I think we're far from that right now. Let's try John, who's in South Holland. Hey, John. Hey, great show, guys. Just wanted to chime in. I think you guys are taking the perfect like tone with this whole Jalen Carter thing. Like, Let it play out. They are misdemeanors. Um, see what happens. And I think it's the same thing. Like, if him and uh, Will Anderson are both avail- you know, both available, let's say in the Bears' dream scenario at four, then you know they might take Will Anderson because they're close. But other than that, um, unless something else comes out, and I just, I just think it's important for people not to just leap at like the sensationalism mm-hmm. and, and realize that, um, you know, because the first thing, like the headline when I first saw it, when I checked on my phone, it was like, Jalen Carter issued arrest warrant in accident case where Stafford was killed, right? Where yep. it was like, mm-hmm. you know, wow, he's getting arrested. Like he was, I mean, and obviously this isn't like, like you said earlier, we're not minimizing the loss of life or anything, but you have to compartmentalize things. And, and I just, to me, it seemed really similar to the Miller situation at Alabama. You know, most talented freshman, he's probably going to go number two in the draft. And, you know, the statement comes out, you know, he brought a gun. And it's like, oh, no. And he's mocking the, the shooting. And then you find out, oh, he's doing a TSA pack down uh, because they're doing a prepare for takeoff and they've been doing it all season. And, oh, wait, he never saw or touched. Now, maybe more comes out. But, you know, in that case, the police didn't charge him with anything and even said there's nothing to charge him with mm-hmm, and that he's right. a cooperating witness. But people want him stopped and now Jalen Carter like you said it's a misdemeanor all these situations are tragic but you have to do all your research compartmentalize it and then see if something more comes out then fine I don't want him on my Bears team but you know um, you guys are talking about speeding earlier I still remember the Walter Payton stories about you know seeing him flying down 94 in his sports car and that wasn't as a college student you know uh, Lance Briggs 
driving, you know, and he uh, stayed on. Yeah, so, let's uh, let's yeah. let's call it a ledge, John. Right, like because that obviously yeah. was never oh, yeah. proven. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, right. no, that's yeah, right. and, and yeah. no, there's yeah. yes, no. It's 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 it, they're all great points, and I think if anything, what you hope is, and thanks for the call, John. We do appreciate it. The PSA is somebody who now a little bit later in my life, you know, it sucks. But like we've got some you know people out there right now who are driving around, probably sixteen, right? Mm-hmm. And all I can you know. It, Maybe it hasn't been said enough, but like, in in you know, it may seem like oh, uh, you're you're you may feel immortal, right? And it may, right. you may not think of the consequences, but the reality is that Jalen Carter, right now, it seems like was involved in a situation where he may have just been the very fortunate one who wasn't, who but he may have been very very likely may have been net driving next to the people who weren't so lucky, and so just. It's not worth it, right? right? And so I think that's the biggest takeaway um, if you want to try and pull a positive out of this. Is anybody out there listening to this? This is bringing it to the forefront. It's stupid, right? Right? Reckless driving. I, I'm, not, I'm not out here saying, you know, you can't go 10 miles over the, over the limit, right? Mm-hmm. That's, but the reality is that there are, there are instances, too, where you hit reckless and, you know, drag racing in a downtown area ultimately is, is kind of a, a dumb thing. So hopefully... That's the one thing I'm trying to, I guess, push on people is don't be that person. I think you used the the perfect four words right there. Like, it's not worth it. Like, that's plain and simple. It's not. Um, And I I will add, too, you know, and this is where, again, him being young probably factors in. He did change his stories on two different occasions um, when police questioned him about where he was in relation to the crash. Because, of course, he was probably... Again, scared of the situation he found himself in and uh, didn't know what to do. So, uh, again, lots are going to be talked about. We're going to find out more information and more details regarding Jalen Carter. But it is a top of, topic of conversation for Bears fans because a lot of people were hoping that he could be one of the foundational pieces that the Bears started to build around. And I know uh, lots of people feel that way. Let's try Frank, who's in Ukrainian Village. Frank, you're on with Mel Arnaki in for Black and Abdallah. So I just want to say that I'm not going to judge this guy for making a stupid decision of racing. I mean, we all have experiences in our lives where we're lucky to be alive looking back on just immature decisions. But the one fact in the ESPN report that really struck me was that it was reported that he left before the cops and emergency services showed up and didn't make a 911 call. If he had made a 911 call, that would have been part of the record. The one person was dead on the scene. The other individual was dead in the hospital. And then you had two people severely injured. And I don't know if that's the guy you really want in the trenches. Like, is that the guy you want next to you? Like, if you two are racing and one of you crashed, wouldn't you call 911 to help? Frank, I think you've hit on something that's a very important conversation piece that Ryan Poles and the Bears have to be having up at well not at Hallis Hall but at, at, at eventually they will have up at Hallis Hall right? right like at what points does the facts that Jalen Carter neglected to share with police and as you said leaving the scene of a crime right at what point do you say okay well that's that doesn't show great judgment and how much of that is because of youth and naivete and how much of it is it is it a character issue and again we've heard about Todd McShay bringing them to light earlier in, in the uh, draft process about character being a question for Jalen Carter. I don't know. This is something right. that's going to be an ongoing conversation piece 
for all Bears fans and for anybody who's watching the draft closely. I would almost say like that's the the more concerning piece there, right? Like you and I have have done dumb things. We talked about I, I us, anybody us in our listening there. audience. Like yeah, has done it, something. It, it's dumb. done. We've done something of that degree there, but you, that's the the part where all right. You've got a chance to right a wrong here. Yeah. And that, to me, is the part that's a little more concerning in this whole situation. He's Tyler Rocky. I'm Jeff Meller. This is ESPN 1000, home of the Bears. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. For Black and Abdallah, we've been local all day long, starting at 5 a.m. today when Cap and Jay Hood kick things off with our official announcement. We are the home of the Chicago Bears starting today, March 1st, the first day of the brand new league year. We can officially say it to everybody out there. I'm Meller, along with Tyler Rocky, hanging out with you today and uh, discussing lots of Bears things, including the Jalen Carter information we had earlier today. We talked about it. The arrest warrant issued for two misdemeanors for the crash in Athens, Georgia, which ultimately took the life of two members of the Georgia football program, one recruiter and one player. Of course, Carter was not involved in that crash, but reports say that he was racing alongside the, the car that ultimately did end up in a accident and again that would did result in the loss of two people's lives so very very troubling stuff we are talking with you about it would you like to see the bears take jalen carter off their draft board or are you somebody who wants to see them actually go for the highest rated player in the draft let's try chase who's on the south side chase what's going on man yo tyler miller what's up man you tell us man what's going on not much, man. Hey, um, so I got a question. Um, so let's say um, Car- uh, Jalen Carter gets drafted by the Bears or whichever team he gets drafted by. Um, would that um, would there be any certain situations where he could face discipline from the from the league from the NFL? Where because that's a little concerning too. Where let's say he does get drafted. Could he face discipline from Goodell where he could face a suspension or anything like that? Or that's really not much to worry about? Because I was just thinking about that um, no, I, earlier. I, Chase, I think it's in play. It's not impossible. Uh, I'm trying. I, I believe there was somebody once who did have an altercation in college who did come into the league. It's it generally as a member, it's not always something that is necessarily dis- disciplinary worthy. But um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Uh, I, you, but again, misdemeanors. Right. Um, it's a situation where I, I wouldn't expect it to be a lengthy suspension. In fact, if you find yourself as a team okay with what you hear from Jalen Carter and you're not worried about character issues, I, I don't think a two or potential four game suspension would prohibit you from drafting him. Right. Yeah. Again, you're drafting him hoping that he spends 10, 12 years with the exactly. franchise. You're not, and for any team drafting in, in the top five to seven where he's likely to land, 
you're you're in all likelihood using him as a rebuilding piece because you are drafting at the the spot where you're at right now. So two four games like you mentioned, I wouldn't imagine if he did suspended get suspended, which I don't think he will be. Yeah. But if he did get suspended, the two to four games is minimalistic in your your bird's yeah. eye view of what you're drafting him for. Yeah, if you think he's the best player in the draft and you've made peace with actually selecting him, you're not going to worry about a possible, you know, two or four game suspension to begin his career. I want to rock. Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because dial. it's time for What dial? There's there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an expensive uh, Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdullah's Song of the Night. Yo, Lynn. I don't think I've only been to a handful of Bears games in my life. Fearlessly, we'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation with your T formation. Bear down. Sometimes it's too easy. And let them know why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois. Chicago Bears, bear down. It was the obvious choice tonight as, again, we are your home of the Chicago Bears going forward. ESPN 1000, so happy to be a fine partner. And, of course, Bear Down, the fight song of the Chicago Bears, was written way back in 1941. Yeah, we were talking about this when we were discussing this as the song of the night for tonight. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize this song was that old. I told but you. But then you listened like, to the lyrics. And I was, I was like, like, why do you think they're talking about thrilling the nation with the T formation? But yes, of course, this was the obvious choice, um, penned by L. Hoffman under the pseudonym Jerry Downs uh, after he was so just inspired by the Bears' throttling of the Washington Redskins in the league championship game by the score of 73 to nothing, which still remains the largest win margin in any game in NFL history. Well, L. Hoffman decided, you know what? This team, this team needs a theme song. And so sure enough, it is tonight's Song of the Night. Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because dial. it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ex- uh, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdullah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Plenty of your calls coming your way regarding Jalen Carter and the Bears. And have the Colts removed them from the trade conversation? We'll explore that coming up in two short minutes.